Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome Hi. to the <laughs> welcome to the Uninformed Podcast. I'm here with my ship mate, or you could say uh, first mate, Jonah. What up, world? And I'm Zach, of course. And with us today, we have Yo, it's your boy, A Money. Me, Chandler. What up, guys? My name's Jared. I'm here. What's up, crew? Nice. How was y'all's Hi, week? Yeah, how, how you guys doing? Pretty good. Marvelous. Nice. A little, a little tired, but you know, hanging in there. Hey, good. do we can do? Yeah. Hey, also, with us in spirit, not in person, is our man Ethan, who is visiting family in Puerto Rico. So, just wanted to give him a shout out. Hope you're enjoying this on the plane back, buddy. Yeah, it's perfect because it kind of connects to what we're going to talk about, actually. Because well, yeah, that that <laughs> if Ethan actually comes back, so oh, oh, we'll see. That plane ride might be a little treacherous, so hopefully it's uh, it's all he's all safe and sound. But <laughs> uh, what we're going to talk about today is the Bermuda Triangle. I literally uh, just said, "Don't go over the triangle." <laughs> oh wow. Uh, that's crazy. Please so, the Bermuda Triangle, it's formed off of uh, the Atlantic Ocean near, obviously, Bermuda. And then it connects to Miami, Florida, the coast of Miami, Florida, and all the way to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, I will get into the history, but Jonah has some fun facts for us first. And then I'll do a little bit of a synopsis for the history. Got a good one today. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it, it's a fun one because it's one of those most people have probably heard of the Bermuda Triangle and they may have a general idea of, you know, oh, yeah. with it, ships go missing. But there's a little bit more to it than that. But like Zach said, it's it's off the coast, uh, off the east coast of the U.S., uh, sharing uh, between Bermuda, Puerto Rico to the south and then Florida to the west, just like Zach said. It's also referred to as it has another nickname. Does anybody know the other nickname? I think there's more than one. But Isn't know. it like the Devil's Triangle or yeah. something like that? Yes, sir. There's like the pirate name or something for it. There, yes, yeah. There, there's a pirate name for it, but the second most common nickname for it is the Devil's Triangle. The term Bermuda Triangle, uh, it was first coined by a writer, Vincent Gaddis, in 1964. He had a popular men's uh, pulp magazine called Argosy, and that was kind of the first time that term Bermuda Triangle was coined. However, about 10 years later, in 1974, it gained more fame uh, due to Charles Burlitz, his family created popular series of instructional language courses, and they had a strong interest in the paranormal. So they were very interested in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, on average, about four planes and 20 boats are said to vanish within that zone every year, leaving no trace behind. No wrecks, no survivors, nothing. They're just gone. The, this one I found cool and like also sad at the same time. But there's this gentleman named Joshua Slocum. 
and he is famous for being uh, touted as the first person to sail solo around the globe. And that was in 1909. He was taking a voyage from Martha's Vineyard down to South America, and he was never heard from again. Uh, they oh. said he, he didn't arrive. Uh, no one really knows what happened to him. He was just gone. And I thought that was a little interesting just because this man sailed the entire world in 1909. And then in what you could view as a relatively short trip compared to his previous journey, just from Martha's Vineyard to South America, boom, the guy's just missing. Um, Shakespeare also has a play called The Tempest. And a lot of people think that that play could be based on a real life Bermuda shipwreck. And with Shakespeare's popularity back in the day and even stretching out into today, that kind of helped bring up more lore to the story of the Bermuda Triangle just based on uh, Shakespeare referencing this all those years ago or what they think he was referencing. But those are just some fun facts I thought to get us started. So I'll pass it back to Zach and uh, he can start going over the history for us. Uh, thanks, Jonah. So in the 1500s, uh, Spanish explorer known as Fernandez Valdeo, um, he found the island of Bermuda and he named it after Juan de Bermudez. Uh, around 100 years later, in 1609, a British ship known as the Sea Venture, uh, it was owned by the Virginia Company. Um, it carried 150 people, and it set sail for Jamestown, Virginia. It got blown off course by a cyclone, and it went and it shoved it all the way onto the shoreline of Bermuda. So the British, the British Empire eventually colonized Bermuda and uh, captured it from Spain. So like Jonah said earlier, this event inspired Shakespeare to write The Tempest, which is pretty cool. Uh, later, slavery uh, would, so there would be, the slave trade would occur around this region too. So, um, African-Americans, Native Americans, uh, political descendants uh, such as uh, Irish and uh, Scottish peoples were sent to Bermuda as indentured servants. Um, in 1833, slavery was outlawed in Bermuda and the British Empire. Uh, in the American Civil War, this the area around Bermuda was a staging area for blockades for southern ports. Uh, during the Pro Prohibition era, around 1919 to 1933, the island of Bermuda was used by Americans as a way to transport rum into the Americas. In the early 20th century, the island of Bermuda was uh, a tourist, a really heavily visited, it was a really good tourist destination. And during the hundreds of years, there were, like Jenna was saying, there were shipwrecks 
and plane wrecks and plane disasters. And they were really fantastical and some of them were sensational, but it's, it's hard to prove because there's, I mean, there are some survivors, but it's you, you, some of the wrecks are not found. Like some, there are some that are beneath the ocean that we have found as of, I think 2017, uh, we I think there was one that was found as of last year, actually. But, yeah, there are interesting environmental patterns and weather patterns there as well. And I'll let Jonah go into more of the conspiracy theories, and we can talk about other anomalies later. And we'll open up to you guys in a bit. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate yeah. that. So. That's a little bit of background on the Bermuda Triangle and just kind of the history and the culture of it and how Bermuda was formed. Uh, so now we kind of get into more of the what I think is the, the fun part. So no one really knows for sure what's going on with the Bermuda Triangle. So we're going to cover everybody's favorite topic, which is conspiracy theories. Let's so, go. Yeah, let's Woo! go. Woo! All right. So starting off, and this has been one of the more popular theories out there, is that all of these shipwrecks, plane wrecks, they're caused by rogue waves. So scientists believe that the conditions in the Bermuda Triangle just align perfectly to create these masterful uh storms and really rogue waves that can just come in and completely demolish um a a boat or a ship or mess up the the instruments enough on a plane that are flying uh due to you get that the typically it's the warm air coming up from the gulf that comes up that's associated with hurricanes and then usually you get the colder air coming down from the north and they just kind of all meet there from north and south and it just kind of creates the perfect storm no pun intended uh well done done. (laughs) also shout out to a young marky mark a great movie the perfect storm (laughs) george clooney if you haven't seen it it's uh it's it's pretty good so there's that but that this is probably one of the more uh acceptable theories out there within the community as to what's going on but if you ask me that's it's less fun knowing that these ships are just you know getting crashed by rogue waves another common theory is the magnetic force uh forces that come together are causing compass malfunctions so as you know when you're flying or when you're on a boat or when you're in the ocean they're all you're all you pick a heading and then you use your compass to get to the heading. It's not like when you're driving your car, obviously, and you can see where the road is. You're just kind of out in the ocean. So if your compass is messed up, you could think you're going north when you're really going east. And then you end up on the wrong heading. You run out of supplies. You hit bad weather and boom, nobody hears from you again. So one of the things that plays into the magnetic forces causing the compass malfunctions is the Bermuda Triangle is one of two places on Earth where compasses point to true north. So the geographic North Pole rather than the magnetic North Pole. Um, However, this was also kind of debunked uh, 
uh, a while ago, as early as the 18th century, because they discovered that when Bermuda was thought to show absolute north, it actually shifts every year based on the rotation of the earth. So Bermuda no longer today passes through or shows, I guess, shows on their compass true north. So that theory has kind of been thrown out, but other people still think that it could just be uh, weather conditions causing compass malfunctions. Another popular one is methane bubbles. Mm. Uh, so there's uh, yeah. Yeah, methane yeah. hydrates, yeah. Well, just think how, heard, think, yeah. yeah. think how big these bubbles have to be to... Uh, <laughs> But there, so there's a series of huge craters that were discovered um, in a seabed around the coast of Normandy in 2016 uh, that scientists say that that kind of has given them vital information into what they think could be causing all of the disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle. But the craters can be anywhere up to a half a mile wide and 150 feet deep and they're believed to have been formed by gas bubbles of largely methane gas leaking from deposits within the earth of old oil and gas burned into the deep uh, sea floor and then once those gases reach a critical mass they uh, before bursting to the surface they can cause large eruptions and that could play into the rogue waves as well if you have not like a a earthquake in the ocean, but like a big shift, a big explosion, that's all going to carry upwards. And that could also cause road rogue waves. Uh, that, it could also cause water spouts, which are another theory that people think could be causing everything going on with the Bermuda triangle and water spouts. It's essentially a, a tiny, it's like a tornado in the ocean. It's not, as big scale as a hurricane it's Let just kind of tiny yeah tiny yeah tiny little uh <laughs> water spout um so that leaves us down to two these two are my favorite just because i think they're the most fun to think about uh some people think that the lost city of atlantis could be buried <laughs> way down at the bottom of the bermuda triangle nice. could be so, for those of you who don't know much about the lost city of Atlantis, back in the day, there was said to be this magical city that was light years ahead technologically from the rest of the earth. And one day just sunk into the ocean and it's never been found. And there aren't a lot of clues saying exactly what happened to it, where it was. So Atlantis is always a popular theory, but people think that the crystals that the Atlanteans used to provide energy to their city a long time ago could still have a tremendous amount of power and energy in them. And that could be causing all of the disruptions within Bermuda Triangle. So when you have a plane flying over, if their instruments just go all whack due to some uh, crazy Atlantean crystal, that could provide um an explanation as to what's going on um I mean, so it's like you said it points true north when you go there so where is it pointing uh. <laughs> well so it, it 
it used to point true north. That has since been oh. debunked. Oh, but at one, okay. at, at one point in time, that was a theory because it did. But because of the Earth's shift uh, every year with every rotation, okay. it no longer does. Um, so throughout our podcast, we've learned that Atlantis could be in the Bermuda Triangle or it could be in Antarctica. So <laughs> where is it? Who knows? And then the last fun one we have is aliens uh, and warm. I love aliens. So one theory states that there's, for those of you who don't know what a wormhole is, it's basically a bridge between certain two points in space time. So it would allow you to instantaneously travel to a different place in the universe. And due to the lack of discovery of so many wreckages and ships and planes that have disappeared, some people think that there's a wormhole in the Bermuda Triangle and the ship or boat or plane just vanishes. It's just gone. It goes through the wormhole and there's somewhere else in the universe. Uh, And then the other one that coincides with that is aliens. Some people in the alien belief community, they believe that the aliens use the Bermuda Triangle as a gateway from their world, their home planet, or somewhere else in space to travel to Earth and then use it to get back. So that kind of would coincide with the wormhole theory. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, I mean, it'd be kind of, well, no, I'd probably just say like, it is what it is. I kind of knew they were here, but... (laughs) Not there. That'd be crazy. And then the last conspiracy theory, which I guess probably wouldn't classify as a conspiracy theory, is just that there's no mystery at all. It's just if you have so many uh, ships and planes traveling every day all over the world, there's bound to be one location where there just happens to be more accidents than others it the article i saw compared it to if you were to look at the um, roads in america that have the most accidents sometimes it's just a, a freak thing as to why that location made the list so some people just think it's just that's just life planes are gonna go planes are gonna go down ships are gonna uh, be submerged and it just happens to happen there more than anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Human uh, error. Yeah. Yeah. Hu- human error. Exactly. Um, the, their Maybe logic it's just behind like the, that is the, that it's the lore behind it that scares people when they go there. And then all of a sudden just what they think happens just starts happening because they, I don't know. What's the word. Manifest it it or? Yeah. They manifest it. Like they're, they're making it happen in, in a sense. Yeah, and that absolutely could be true. Uh, That could be, you know, Shakespeare wrote about it way back then. It kind of started scaring people and, you know, it grew into what it is today. And now every time, like if a plane goes missing or a boat goes missing, you probably don't hear about it. But if it were to go missing in the Bermuda Triangle, it'd probably be on the news. Now for us, it could be that's off the East Coast of the U.S. So they would cover it anyway. Whereas if it was like off the coast of Russia, India, Australia, would they still cover it in America? I don't know. But I definitely think that the the lore of it is something that 
that carries on the legacy of the Bermuda Triangle. I always like to think anything that has a conspiracy behind it, there's something sketchy going on there, no matter what. A conspiracy theory doesn't just come up out of nowhere. If there's just if there's more than one, actually, that's what I think. If there's more than one conspiracy theory on the subject, there's something fishy going on. Don't know what it is, but there's. I've something. heard a lot. I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories that I'm the hottest guy to ever exist. So there must be a. <laughs> we know that's very accurate. I I can prove that one. So maybe it's not theory. I don't know. But I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, yeah. I, I had something else in mind, <laughs> and that was people say that fog rolls in when they're inside the Bermuda Triangle, and there's like surges of waves, like Jonah was saying. So, and, and there could be heavy rain. Um, so it can be really, it can be a real treacherous, real disaster when you're inside that area. Possibly, I mean, we don't know yet because the crew of the Uninformed Podcast has not bought a sailboat and taken the seven seas on but maybe in the future we'll uh yeah exactly we'll find out for ourselves we'll have to do a follow-up episode to this when ethan comes back from puerto rico he'll probably be flying through the bermuda triangle so we can ask him you know do you feel weird what year was it when you left puerto rico all that (laughs) kind of stuff to rule out time travel and disappearances and any weird stuff were you guys going to talk about um, the disappearance of Flight 19? Yeah, I, I did read a little bit about that. Yeah. I don't know if you did, Jonah, if you saw anything about it. I did. I did. Um, yeah, go ahead. Zach, do you want to go over what you saw about it? I know Flight 19 was in the area, obviously in the area of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I, I think – they cannot find any of the wreckage. Um, God, yeah, I, 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 I was I, looking up. I didn't look too much into it. What did you? What do you know about it? Hey, oh, I, I, I was, uh, I was hoping you guys to talk about because uh, that's one of my my favorite things about the Bermuda Triangle is uh, Flight 19 was like, at least from what I've read about it, it was kind of one of the things that put the Bermuda Triangle like on the map. Oh, um, okay. It was, it yeah. was, uh, it was the okay. whole huge thing. Right. There was, uh, um, I want to say it was like back in right uh, after the end of the world, world war two or sort of towards the end of it, I believe. Two days um, after my birthday was a flight of, uh, there was a, a flight of like five planes or whatever, doing a, a training exercise for the U S Navy or whatever. Um, and they were all a bunch of really experienced pilots. Uh, so it was supposed to be some sort of like routine, uh, drill um, mm-hmm. but like somewhere in some time like into the flight um, as they were flying uh, through the location of the Bermuda Triangle they the lead pilot uh, started talking about all of his uh, instruments going crazy and so he started talking to the uh, the uh, uh, his uh, flight like people who were with him and they were saying all the same thing and this was like being broadcast over over the radios at the time because they were in frequency with like their uh, the station that they were training with um and because their instruments were going crazy like you said like their compasses like weren't working and all that stuff they weren't uh able to find their way back even though these guys were a bunch of really uh experienced pilots and this was just supposed to be some like training exercise right um yeah. and so essentially 
uh, as they're flying around, they have no idea where they're going and they're getting low on fuel and none of their instruments are working. Um, and they eventually radioed in like, hey, we're all going to crash down to the water together, right? And this is still like live over uh, like US, uh, the like U.S. Navy, uh, Naval like radio stations and stuff like that. So their flight goes down um, without them ever being able to find their way back because of their compasses and stuff not working. So a search party gets sent out to, uh, to go out and find them. Um, and then the search party disappears. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. And that was just like, well, what the heck is going on here? Because it's like, all right, we just lost five really experienced pilots for like no apparent reason. And so we're sending out a bunch of people to go find them. And then all of a sudden they go disappear <laughs> as well for no yeah. explicable reason whatsoever. Um, and that like made like national headlines it's like all of these people like just disappeared to nowhere um, for like no reason um, but I always thought that was that was just like crazy because like uh, strictly speaking like uh, like na naval pilots are not people who usually are just making stuff up about what's going on during their routine flight training and stuff like that like they're usually pretty credible sources as to what's going on and especially for something that you that, that these pilots are doing like on the regular like a regular like training exercise you wouldn't expect them to all of a sudden just go haywire and completely lose track of where they were which already in itself would be weird but then to add on top of that like a whole a whole rescue mission whereas it was like i believe it was something like a uh, um some like amphibious rescue plane um, went out to search for that someone out to search for it that plane got lost and then like I think there were some like other boats as well that went after it and they also disappeared as well um, and the wrecks like they never they yet have yet to be found since then but I always thought that story was absolutely insane um, <laughs> because there's yeah, no explanation there really yeah. hasn't been any explanation uh, I was gonna say I did write that down in my notes but I, I remembered like some of what you said but I just didn't know it like i didn't i i didn't want to get the events wrong or maybe you had something else to say so i just let you tell that story which uh, no, is very yeah. fascinating no, I, just yeah. thought, I i just i i have a very personal interest in that oh yeah totally <laughs> so it's um, it's so crazy it's so crazy. it's it's those kind of stories that lead to chandler believing every conspiracy theory he's ever heard <laughs> Because like that, that is hey. really in normal circumstances, you wouldn't think that that's something that should happen. That one trained U.S. Navy military officers go missing, Indeed. then the search parties go missing, and it's not like they just couldn't find them. Like everybody that was involved, for the most part, ended up missing, and so like it's just kind of like how how does the Navy lose these people? Okay, so real quick, I didn't say I believe them all. I said I believe, <laughs> I believe, something, I believe something fishy is going on. I don't, I don't believe them, but I believe there's something fishy going on. Definitely, I don't know what, but the fact that there's just conspiracy theories on something makes my brain think. Okay, well, it may not be those that they're saying, but there's totally something there. Chandler of the conspiracy theories I rattled off, plus any you may have heard on your own. What are you most likely to believe? Or, or like what 
what which one do you think is the most realistic from your point of view like the atlantis the rogue waves uh, uh magnetic uh, i think it has a lot to do with that like magnetic weather patterns weather shifts in in the oceans like the the plate the, the, the tectonic plates in the oceans and under the ocean and that's what causes tsunamis and i think the three corners where the Bermuda Triangle is, it's just right in the center is where it all meets up. And that's just where all the chaos happens on Earth in that one spot. And that's just where it all decides to just be total foobar for people. So that's no fun. I was hoping you were going to say aliens <laughs> and Atlantis. Well, I mean, that's what I want to believe. But <laughs> in, like my realistic, realistic answer is like it, it's totally weather. It just if if technology doesn't work in there, compasses stop working there. It's like weather you know it's weather related i think yeah picture but. picture like 50 years from now we find out and it's proven as a fact that aliens have just been using that as a way to to come to our planet for years i bet that's where like, the flying dutchman is <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh, i jonah i'm not sure if you read or if you saw about this um around uh, in the sky above the Bermuda triangle there are was like a one tunnel that formed and there were like a few planes that went through it i think there was one plane that survived i forget the exact name of the plane but uh what would happen is the uh there would be an electric current that would go through the tunnel or like like on the edges of the tunnel and would just be like an emp and would disrupt the communication uh with the plane to the uh the station that they're trying to contact um and the play, the wind tunnel would accelerate them in time. Um, but I, I didn't see too much about I don't know how much you saw about that because it seems like it blends like sci-fi with like maybe possibly reality. But I've changed my opinion. I think the Bermuda – I'm going like comedy here, but I think the triangle is totally the entrance to the Bifrost. <laughs> the Bifrost? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, electricity – Lightning, but I don't even know what no. the Bifrost realm is. <laughs> I'm being honest. It's the, it's the oh, entrance God. to Asgard. Uh, yeah, okay. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Not to be that so, lame guy. Jared <laughs> doesn't know his uh, his Greek or his uh, Marvel movies. I what I do Lord know, though, I know Shun. clouds. I know that I know they don't like. Maybe it forms circle tunnels, like Tish said. But I do know there is a larger pattern of like hexagonal dense clouds that cover the Bermuda Triangle yeah, more than yeah. any other area like across the world. So I do know clouds. I, I saw one of the theories to what Zach was talking about. And there's a really, um, depending on who you ask, some people say it's really good and other people say it's really bad. But there's a documentary that was out years ago about Oceanic Flight 815. Um, and for those of you who don't remember that the plane crashed in the sky, there was uh Jack, the doctor, there was Sawyer, who was kind of like a con man, uh, Hurley, who was a bigger fella. And they, uh, <laughs> they just kind of, they lived on this Island and then it turns out they were dead. Well, spoiler alert, turns out oh, they were dead ouch. the whole time, but it's, uh, I'm referencing the TV show lost, but, uh, I'm lost. I don't understand. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I I did see that, Zach, about the weird uh, cloud formations. Um, It was it seemed like it it was a rare occurrence, though. 
Uh, and there hasn't been a lot of documented evidence about that, which yeah. is why I didn't really touch on it. But I, I did see that um, the Oceanic Flight 815, like I said, just for the viewers out there, that was a reference to a TV show called Lost. But um, there's, there's yeah, another TV show out there called Manifest. Has anybody seen yes. or heard of it? Good show. Yeah, I yeah, vaguely it, heard about, about it. Yeah, It's pretty good. That, the premise on that is, I guess we're kind of getting away from Bermuda Triangle. I mean, but it does relate pretty well, actually. The The plane's traveling, and then out of nowhere, the plane lands. And then it turns out everybody on the plane and the plane itself had been missing for five years. But for everybody that was on the plane, they thought they landed normally. Like, they didn't understand they that they were time. missing. <laughs> yeah so nobody really knows but that was kind of because i think in that they were flying through that uh geographic area so there's been a lot of uh tv shows and movies and you know spoofs about the bermuda triangle and everything that's included within it and it is interesting to think about just the vast numbers of travel or of uh planes and ships that have have gone missing in that area Question, do we know how deep the sea level is, the ocean floor, slash, is the aquatic life any different in the Bermuda Triangle? I don't think it's too drastically different. I know the deepest area is the Marianas Trench. Challenger deep. Uh, I don't know. I've heard about, like, <laughs> different, like, sea creatures and stuff, but I feel like those are just, like, fantastical like stories but as of like sea level i am not certain on that i'm not maybe jonah knows more about that but i as of what i know i think i i've definitely heard this before we know more about the moon's surface than we know about the depths of our ocean yeah we've only like discovered like three percent of our earth's ocean yeah wow yeah <laughs> something like that that's what it is something like that yeah that alone is crazy enough to think about. Jared, to touch on your question, I don't know how deep the sea level is there, but I do know that the approximate area of the Bermuda Triangle, it's estimated to be between 500,000 and 1.5 million square miles. There, wow. aren't there aren't exact boundaries of it because it is the ocean. It's, they just kind of take the three landmarks. Of no, yeah what there's a fence <laughs> yeah in the ocean <laughs> yeah yeah so i i know roughly the how many square miles it is i do not know how deep it is though uh or anything about the aquatic life but it's a good question though i'm yeah, just definitely. curious because i i was thinking if there's higher levels of methane in the water in my head i would assume there would be different fish which if there's a whole different aquatic system it could affect, I don't even know. You think Megalodon is down there? Well, that, that's the, where God, Godzilla could be down there. In all the movies I've seen, Godzilla feeds off the energy and warmth of the mantle. So it could be down there. Maybe he's what's causing all of that, it. And what is it? Uh, radiation from nukes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared, uh, Jared just, to, just to touch up on the aquatic life part, um, I do know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if, 
specifically the uh, Humboldt squid lives anywhere around um, in the Bermuda Triangle. But I, I do know that they are one of the most aggressive types of squid and they can actually grow to be significantly large. I want to say it's something like six to eight feet long. Oh, wow. um, but uh, it, it's rumored, uh, not, well, not necessarily rumored, but uh, I remember seeing um, on this show uh, called Monster Quest, um, uh, they were uh, trying to figure out if Humboldt squids could grow to be absolutely like enormous sizes like the giant squid because they are, are um, I think like they're in like feet. the same the same uh, family uh, I believe as the giant squid I, I could be wrong about that don't put me on it um, but uh, I do know that uh, a way back when like where uh, ships were like like wooden, like wooden sails and shit, or stuff like that, or like rowboats. Like a Humboldt squid, um, the way they feed, uh, they come up to like the surface during nighttime or whatever, and they could like pull sailors off their ships if they were like got snagged in like a a fishing like a fishing line or something like that or whatever like that because like they mm. are pretty freaking strong and scary. <laughs> scary. Um, I'm never going to the water I, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, uh, I, I do know, like, uh, I watching the show, um, the one of the divers uh, had a Humboldt, Humboldt squid come up to him and almost, like, drag him down um, because it was that strong. Uh, so I, I know that, and I know there's uh, been, like, uh, sailors, like, today who are, who go, uh, like, fishing and stuff like that. And if um, they're, like, not careful, like, they could easily get pulled off the side of their boat. Uh, if uh, they were trying to like fight a Humboldt squid to get off their fish or fishing line or whatever. Um, so I know, I know that I just throwing that one out there. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot with the Bermuda triangle from like, I think it was Chandler who mentioned uh, nuclear testing. Who knows the effects that could have on animals. I know in people it can obviously Chernobyl. cause cancer. But, you know, in animals, maybe they're a certain kind of animal. They adapt. They get more aggressive. Who, who knows? But there's a, a lot of different things uh, at play with the Bermuda Triangle. And I don't really know. I feel like it's probably there's a ecological answer to it, whether it be, it's the, mag, the magnetic forces that are causing equipment malfunctions or just how bad the weather is in that area. So I, I don't really know. Um, I personally, I, I hope it's uh, Atlantis is down there. I just think that'd be kind of cool, right. but I do feel like it's probably the uh, the compass <laughs> and or the the rogue waves or a combo of both. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I mean it's it's like a quick thing. I heard that there possibly might be like crystal pyramids under yep. the area of the Bermuda Triangle. So yeah, I they're think on Google Earth into the city of Atlantis. What'd you say? There, you can see those on Google Earth. Oh, oh yeah. So, it's, <laughs> it, so it's possibly like another. It could be another civilization. Wait, 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 wait. Don't just brush over that. What do you mean you can see them on Google Earth? Whenever you uh, put in the lo like the coordinates for the Bermuda Triangle, I mean, you obviously can't see under the water, but the lumps. Once, whenever you like zoom in enough on Google Earth, the lumps on the image is the ground. So essentially you're looking at the ocean under, under the water or you're looking at the ground under the water. So on the Bermuda Triangle, there's these little 
pyramids looking things on Google Earth. And there's just three of them and they're all in a row, kind of like the ancient pyramids in Giza. Or yeah, yep. in, and it looks like the Giza pyramids underwater and they're right on the Bermuda Triangle. And if you type in the coordinates and search around, you'll find them. I mean, there's a video of it on Google or I mean, or on the internet somewhere of somebody doing it. So you can just look on there and find it, but they're there. Yeah, so the pyramids know. would probably not be Atlantis, no. but the pyramids no. themselves but, are interesting because pyramids pop up yeah. in, in yeah. Egypt, obviously, but also yeah, where Chandler mentioned in the Bermuda Triangle. And there's also uh, what they think are pyramids under the ice in Antarctica. So, mm -hmm. you know, why are there all these pyramids all over the place? I think they're beacons. The one you could say, yeah, like uh, Lord of the Rings, like light the beacon. Uh, with the Bermuda Triangle, you could say that over time, the tectonic plate shift, they used to be over there. I don't really know too much about it, um, but obviously if the ocean level rises, the ground sinks, it would be enough to flood them. But you can, if you go on and just Google Bermuda Triangle underwater pyramids, you can see what he's talking about. And the only reason I think they're like the pyramids in general, just of any of them are beacons is because the ancient pyramids in Giza, those pyramids before they deteriorated back how they're like painted and drawn on scrolls, paintings and whatnot from Egypt there, they were coated in bronze and everything. Like, so they used to be giant beacons, literally like they were, it was co coated and bronze I don't, I don't know if it was gold or anything but i know there's bronze on it and it was all the way from the top all the way down and so it's just nothing but this glowing giant pyramid and obviously that eventually wore off over time so that's why i think they're beacons so we know who you are <laughs> what an alien believer hell yeah 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 you're from the pyramid under the bermuda triangle <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Confirmed on the Unformed Podcast. <laughs> Other than weather, if I was to believe a conspiracy, I think it's aliens. Because of the pyramids. Jared, you started to say you had a story or you had heard a story. Oh, yes, yes. You guys missed the most credible story about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, what was it? <laughs> As legend goes, good sailors and bad sailors would sail across the ocean. And then the depths of hell are at the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> and those who have sinned get pulled to the depths <laughs> and go into hell. And the, like good, the good sailors, they keep <laughs> on going. You're trying to reference per Percy Jackson or what? what is this? I'm I only read the lost. first book. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, see, see, that's what I thought. All right. I watched the movie. Is, is it The Sea of Monsters? <laughs> oh, you haven't read, read, read that one, but okay. Sea of Monsters is kind of interesting because like, that kind of plays into what we're talking about a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any, yeah. any questions from the uninformed or my partner, the other half of the informed, about the Bermuda Triangle? Any thoughts? Any, any last takes to have or forever hold your peace nothing uh, i thought it was pretty good personally i liked it we we, we can't leave class until we have at least one more question <laughs> or thought i have one oh, fun pick fact me. of the day pick me, oh, yeah. pick pick me. Him first oh jared go <laughs> hey thanks for calling on me 
I do know about eels. I know eels, it was a question of how they would mate. They would throw them in chambers and watch them trying to have sex and they couldn't see them doing it. So I know they often migrate to the Bermuda Triangle. The eels mate there, which we don't see them mate, but they mate. Then the eels die and all the offspring then migrate away from the Bermuda Triangle. And when they're ready to go back and have more kids, then they just go ahead and migrate back to the Bermuda Triangle. Lizard people. Here's a theory that's outside the box. All of the eels are males, and there's one mama eel way Ooh. down at the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. So when they want to mate, Just they like have a hundred to go foot back. long eel. I kind of like that one. Yeah, a massive so wait, eel. So wait, let me get this right. Are 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 we saying that the eel orgies are responsible for the disappearance of minis <laughs> or the Bermuda Triangle? Well, I Charles Darwin the fittest in money. I I support this. Well, I, I <laughs> all I gotta say push is the new the theory triangle is one deep hole. <laughs> <laughs> like like Jared said, some people consider it the gates of hell, and as we just learned, that's where eels mate would be in hell. So for all of you kids out there. Take take a note. Eels are the devil. If and you eels mate, are related to the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, fun fact: today, Flight 19, it was it was declared disappeared two days after my birthday. Oh wow! Yeah, December fifth. How old are you? Twenty four. <laughs> unfortunately, that, I didn't. I, I did. I was not born in 1945. So I think oh, you're lying. I thought so I've he seen meant two days you. after yes. you were born. I am not a different version of Steve Rogers. So. Yeah, because I, you know how they have this complication, compilations, not complications, compilations on YouTube of time travelers, like in old time photos. I think that's you. You probably emerged from the gateway inside the Bermuda Triangle, and now you're just trying to blend in with the society right now. Well, that's one theory for, for you. (laughs) (laughs) See, he did deny it, so that means it might be true. Well, Jared, thank you for for participating. (laughs) I would give you a trophy, but it would be meaningless, hence a participation trophy. So just good job for contributing there at the end, putting you on the spot. You really came through, not just for you, but for us and the podcast. Thank you for all of you that have tuned in to listen to us. Thank you, guys. The Uninformed Podcast. And thank you to our three uninformed members that took time out of their night to chime in and listen and give their thoughts on the Bermuda Triangle. And we hope Ethan's flight back somehow goes around the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, no, so thank you. Yeah. Appreciate thank it. Thank you all for joining and have a good week, everyone. Yeah, Peace. have a great week. Thank all you right, guys. Sir. Take care.